Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. This is the Fight Fan with your host, Pete Hoffman. You can follow me on TikTok, at Hoff, WFAN. Twitter, at the Fight Fan, WFAN, at the Hoff, WFAN. And as always, everything else, the Fight Fan with Pete Hoffman. Um, I will be on this Sunday morning on WFAN, uh, 2 a.m. to 6 a.m. I will also be doing my normal... Monday through third, Monday through Friday duties on TK and Tierney. But Friday, next week, next Friday, I will be doing a bridge show. Mr. McMonagle normally does it, but I'm going to hop in and do a bridge show from 6 p.m. This about 6.25 before the Yankee game. So after Carton Roberts, I'll be on from about 6 p.m. to 6.25. After Carton Roberts taking up to the Yankee game uh, as they take on the Chicago White Sox next Friday on WFAN. And then I'll be back on Sunday morning again, 2 a.m. to 6 a.m. So if you don't like me, you're going to get a lot of me. So good luck with that. Um, last week there was a ton of controversy with the whole Charles Oliveira weight cut issue, him missing weight cuts, yet him still crushing it in the cage. And the one thing I said would be the biggest issue with Justin Gaethje is trying to keep the fight up, which he was doing a great job of. He was keep keeping a great, fantastic uh, job of making sure they both stood on the gr- uh, up on their feet, didn't take the fight to the ground. Even when he clocked uh, Charles Oliveira, he stood up and made sure to stay on the feet as long as possible. I mean, that's basically what it was. Um, the biggest problem was he got a little excited, was getting a little happy, decided to stay away from those combos that were working and went for some haymakers, which ended his night, basically. He got tagged once by Oliveira, and once Gaethje goes down to the ground, the first thing that Oliveira thinks of is he smells blood, he wants to take it back, he wants to find a way to get a submission, which is why he had no problem when Gaethje was tagging him a couple times. He just laid on the ground. He's like, yeah, sure, come get me. And, and Gaethje, uh, you know, Oliveira didn't, didn't get up and Gaethje didn't want to engage. So, you know, game plan was very uh, prominent by both, yet somehow Gaethje stayed away, or got away from the combos and unfortunately led to his demise for that fight. But a good fight nonetheless. It was really good. Now, as far as the Rose Namajunas fight goes, I, I tweeted it out. I was very disappointed. 
it's basically like saying, and this is the most comparable way I can describe it. Rosenau Muniz is one of the best fighters in MMA, period, in a story. Especially in her division, no questions asked, handed down. Probably the best fighter uh, ever to be a strawweight. Her fight was that of, for anybody that loves baseball, Mets fan like myself, Jacob deGrom. Imagine Jacob deGrom picks up a baseball when he's fully healthy. And he, you know, pitches seven, eight, nine shutout innings, whatever it is. But, you know, okay, so seven or eight shutout innings. And then the last one, he gives up a base, a little, maybe he walks somebody, maybe he hits a pitch or, you know, hits a batter. Guy gets on base somehow, a little bloop, dink dunk, whatever the case is. Something happens. They end up scoring a run. And then the Mets lose one nothing. Why? Because there was no offense. That's basically Rosenau Muse in a nutshell. She is fantastic. She was on top of her defensive game. She, when she was taken down, she was able to get out of it, get back up. It, it, it wasn't like she was in any situation where it made you feel like Rose Namajunas was going to lose the fight. Um, but where she lost the fight was her inactivity offensively. That was the biggest issue. That was it. That is the only reason why she lost that fight. If she just, you know, jabbed a little bit here and, and you know, try to faint a little bit more. Well, she fainted enough. If she actually tried to land a couple shots here and there, maybe that would have that, that activity rate would have brought her her numbers up a bit for her to win the fight. The fact she did nothing, that was the biggest disadvantage. That was it. She's still the best fighter in the strawweight division. She just didn't show up. That's what it comes down to. And Carla Sparza, you know, congratulations on winning the championship again. But it's one of those things where it's like bittersweet because she really didn't do anything either. So she was able to, to attempt a few takedowns. She was a little bit more aggressive. But it wasn't anything where it's like, oh my goodness, what a dominant fight. She dominated that round. It's like, well, at one point in time, it was like 21 to 18 strikes. That's not good. We've seen that before. We saw Francis Ngannou and Derek Lewis where it's just like, oh, these, bo- these both... They both should lose. That's really what it comes down to. So that's my... If I'm ever going to compare fights, especially that type of fight, Jacob deGrom pitching a shutout but gives up a little dinker, dunker, an error, whatever. Someone scores a run somehow, and it's one nothing, and the Mets lose one nothing. That is basically Rose Namajunas in Call of Sponsor. Not saying that, you know, Carla... You know, uh, you know, as a scrub. That that's not what I'm saying. But Carla didn't do anything. She didn't really. She attempted a couple things, but it was nothing that it was really, um, nothing really landed too much. Where it was like, oh my goodness, she clearly was the best fighter today. It was just the fact that she initiated and tried. <laughs> that's what it came down to. That was it. So uh, a little disappointing of of a fight card uh, for such a big card. That was a little bit disappointing. And again, you can't be disappointed by Charles Oliveira and uh, and Justin Gaethje. That just didn't go the way of Justin Gaethje's way. And again, Charles Oliveira not making weight, wasn't able to retain the belt or bring back the belt for that night. But he'll be fighting somebody very soon. Tony, if you could hear in the background, my little, my little guy's here um, watching... His iPad in front of me as I'm recording this. All right. So let's get to this uh, fight card right here, uh, which is 
today, tonight, it is, or tomorrow, I should say, excuse me. It is Jan Blachowicz versus Alexander Ratchich, which is a great fight. We'll get to that in a bit. Um, so you got on the on the prelims, Nick Maximov. By the way, Nick Maximov, twenty four years old. Who did he beat last? Oh, he beat Soriano last time. That's right. I think he crushed my. Uh, I think he crushed my near perfect bracket, but I was very close that night. So Nick. Maximov is facing Andre Petrovsky. Maximov's really good up and comer, so I'd be, uh, you know, definitely take note of him. Again, these are early prelims, but just something to look at. You got Angela Hill versus, uh, <laughs> excuse me, Verna Jendroba. Uh, Jendroba is one of those those women that she doesn't look amazing stepping in the cage. She seems, uh, you know, you don't really see that she's going to be able to be dominant, but she is. Angela Hill, on the other hand, is someone who is a, a superior striker. She's amazing on the ground. She's very versatile. She's always in these tight fights. The problem is she keeps losing these tight fights. So she needs to finish. That is her... That is, she's 37 years old. She's getting towards the end of her career. I mean, who knows? She could... You could fight till you're 40-something years old. No one says you can't. But she's got to stop with these decisions. I mean, she's let, lost her last, uh, is it two? She lost to uh, Limos. She lost to Torres, Waterson, and Godalia. So she lost her last four by uh, decision. Tight decision. So she's really just got to find a way to finish the fight. That's what she's got to do. I mean, that at this point in time, Angela Hill, I love her activity. I love her mentality. But she's just got to go out there and finish the fight. You cannot leave the fight in the judges' hands. And they're always so close with her. They're always so neck and neck. Um, that's the only thing that's disappointing. But otherwise, I mean, she's 13-11. She could easily have, you know, five or six more wins in her career if she just finished fights. Uh, you have nice return of Michael Johnson. The highlight that I love to see is him knocking out Dustin Poirier. Now, not like that I want to see it because I love him knocking out Dustin Poirier. I'm a big Dustin Poirier fan. But just remind you of how good Michael Johnson can be striking. His his striking is elite. He, him and Justin Gaethje went at it. Uh, one of Justin Gaethje's, I think it was his first fight in the UFC after coming from, um, it wasn't the PFL at that point in time. I'm, I'm forgetting what it was. I'm blitzing on what it was originally called. But reg- regardless, uh, the w- WFC maybe it was, World Fighting Championship, whatever. Uh, wherever Justin Gaethje came from, his first fight was versus Michael Johnson. It was a crazy fight. So, you know, Johnson's fighting Alan Patrick, 15-3. and three. Uh, Patrick's a little bit older, but still, could find ways to win. But Johnson, I just love that striking. We'll see how he does, um, who's been kind of dipping as lately. This is a crazy fight, and I completely forgot that I, I blitzed on this fight. I love Andrea Lee. She's an amazing fighter. I think that she potentially can give... Um, Shevchenko run for her money. That's my opinion uh, for the flyweight belt. She's going up against Viviane, uh, Vivienne Arujo. Arujo came up a couple years ago. She's a little bit older. She's 35. Listen, the age is 33. So the age is about similar. But she came up last minute. Um, who did she fight? It was, oh, Talita Bernardo. In 2019, she came up last minute and she. Uh, dismantled her in three early in the third round. She knocked her out. 
Uh, she beat Alexis Davis. She lost to Jessica I again by decision. Just two decisions back and forth. She beat Montana De La Rosa. Uh, she beat Roxanne Modafferi, who everyone knows Roxanne. She did lose to Caitlin Chukagian, but Viviani is very scary. Um, and now she's she came up in the she came up in a bantamweight fight and still knocked out Talita, uh, but she fights more comfortable at 125 in a flyweight fight. So. She is scary. She's got power. Let's see how she does against Angela Lee, who's a veteran, I think, in this division. And again, I think she really needs to get... She's she's one or two steps away from uh, Shevchenko. Again, Shevchenko's fighting a title fight soon. And there's a lot to... It's very lackluster. They have not... They don't have many uh, opponents for her. So I'd like to see Angela Lee be next in line. And I don't see why she can't. She's 13-5. She's, if you look at Andrea Lee's, let's see, let's look at her since 2018. She beat Veronica Machetto. She beat Montana Del Rosa. She lost to Joanne Wood uh, in, by decision. Uh, she lost to Murphy. It was a close fight. Lost to uh, Roxanne. It was a close fight. And then she beat Anton, Antonina Shevchenko. And she beat Cynthia, Cynthia Calvillo. Uh, Calvillo. Again, those last two fights were really good stepping stones for, for Andrea. She's got to be one step away. I think if Shevchenko defends her belt and Andrea Lee wins this fight versus Viviani, I think she I think she gets a title fight. That's my, at least a little, that's what I like to say, personally speaking. But Andrea Lee is that good. So is Viviani. So Arugia, that's a very good uh, fight. All right, so let's see what else we got here. Now, as far as the main event, you have... I don't know Jake Hadley versus Alan Nascimento very well. You got Frank Camacho returning. Caitlin Chukagian versus Amanda Ribas. Very good flyweight fight. Uh, Davey Grant versus Lewis Smoker. Interesting. Ryan Spann versus Iwan Kutalaba. Everyone knows Kutalaba. He's crazy. Uh, he's had... Does he had weight cut issues? He had issues for, uh, fighting. There's been a bunch of cancellations in some of his recent fights. He's very interesting character. Let's just put it that way. Very interesting character. And um, he that was the Megamed fight. That's right. That was the one where they, if you recall, Megamed tagged him a couple times. And Ewan kind of acted a little lazy. Like, oh, I got tagged. But I'm just like, okie dokie type of thing. And the ref called it. And then he came came to him. was like, dude, I'm completely fine. It was, just a little, it was like I was just trying to bait him into it. So that's that's the co-main event. That that is a good fight. And then obviously Jan Blahovitz versus Alexander Ratchich. Blahovitz, is this his first fight? I think it is. It's from the, the Glover to Sheriff loss. So former light heavyweight um, champ Jan Blahovitz fighting Ratchich, who listen, Ratchich is fourteen and two. I'm trying to see the last time he's lost a fight. He lost to Ozdemir. Back in 2019, by a decision, but I mean along the way, taking out guys like Devin Clark, Justin Leddit, Jimmy Manawa, TKO, KO, uh, decision over Tiago Santos. I mean Ratchet has been. There's been a lot of hype behind him. It'd be a very interesting, good fight for both. We'll see if Jan Blahovitz can recover. Good card overall. Again, it's a, it's a free card. It's getting getting closer to some really big fights. 
Uh, let's see what's going on in the very near future. It's like I'm thinking every weekend now we just got a ton of fights. Like the next weekend, Holly Holm versus Ketlin Vieira, Ponzinibbio and and Pereira on that fight card as well. That's good. Uh, then you have. Volkov versus Rosenstrike is June 4th, but I don't see much of a car on that. Did that get moved? But that that's a good fight. Then you got 275, Glover Teixeira versus Yuri Prochaka. Valentina Shevchenko versus Talia Santos. Again, Santos 19-1, but to me, I, I got to be honest, I haven't seen This is the thing that bugs me out, and I love UFC, so I don't really criticize them over many, many things. But let's see, Santos. 28 years old. Okay, fine. Let's see who she's beat. Well, she actually, in 2019, she lost to Mara Romero Barella. Okay, fine. She beat Molly McCann, which is good. She beat Jillian Robertson. She beat Roxanne. She beat Joanne Wood. And that was in the span of two years. Since 2019, where she lost in February 2019, ever since that she won f- her next four fights. It's a good streak, but we saw, I mean, none of those fighters can really compete with Shevchenko. So, I, I just, it's almost like, and I like Wood, and I, I like, you know, um, I like Montefiore, but... Roxana, I know if I'm correct, never had a title fight in the UFC. She's just not on that level. Like she's a great fighter, great jiu-jitsu fighter. You know, she strikes a little bit here and there too. She's she's gone to some wars, but she's just never been. Like remember, she did beat Macy Barber, but she never was on that like. She was like the placeholder to the title contender, so. Uh, I just, it's a very interesting choice for that fight. I, I don't like it as much. Again, I'd personally like to see someone like Andrea, um, Angela Lee get an opportunity. I think she would hold her own better than some of the people that are coming up against her, but we'll see. Uh, let's see any other cards that are popping right now. Oh, that's also got Wally Zhang and Joanna Jacek, which is great. That's, that's, that's the... That is the main card right there. That's the three. That's the main co-main. And then you got the rematch of Wally Zhang versus Jordan Jacek. That is crazy. That's June 11th. I will be locked in. You got Calvin Cater versus Josh Emmett. June 18th. Uh, Kevin Holland versus Tim Means on that as well. That's a fun fight. You see a lot, of, a lot of good fights on there. UFC 276. Uh, they announced Israel Asanya versus Jared Kananier. Alexander Volk. Uh, Volkanovski versus Max Holloway. Sean Strickland, Alex Pereira, Lauren Murphy, Misha Tate. I thought there was one other, like, huge, huge. I see Jessica I versus Macy Barber, Uriah Hall, Andre Munoz, Pedro Munoz versus Sean O'Malley, which is really good. Brad Tavares on there. Robbie Lawler, Brian Barberena. I feel like there is one more that just got announced that maybe just is not on here. But that's pretty good. Those two fights are pretty dope. Then you got uh, blah, 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 blah. there was supposed to be a car that's going to come to New York. I think it was supposed to be the the, the July twenty third or thirtieth, but it seems like it's not happening, which is disappointing because that would have been awesome. But listen, it's another good weekend of fights. There's always something going on. Now there was one fight that did get called this weekend. 
It was supposed to be Floyd Mayweather was supposed to fight, and uh, Anderson Silva was supposed to fight. It was a bo- uh, boxing in Abu Dhabi, but um, their leader passed away, and they canceled all the fights in Abu Dhabi. Um, so that is not on anymore. But Mayweather going for another exhibition type of thing, just another paycheck. And Anderson Silva was just trying to uh, to to build his way into into boxing and continue to to get a little bit of a, a money grab here and there. Oh, also Tony Khan, I completely forgot that. Uh, do I put him on here? Yeah, I'm gonna put him on here. I forgot that I had Tony Khan. Interviewed him last week or earlier this week, I should say. And uh, big double or nothing card for them coming up in a few weeks. So we'll put Tony Khan on coming up in a second, and you can listen to that. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Because why not? It's Tony freaking Khan. Uh, that's great. Thanks for having me uh, here. And it's great. I wish I was there in person, but it's great you to accommodate me, especially with such a, being a big week for us. Oh, hell yeah, man. Well, let's get One into it. One of the it. best shows we've ever put together, I think, is that, you know, this week's The Dynamite in particular is, I think, the strongest card I can imagine, like, for, you know, being a few weeks out from the pay-per-view. So listen, let's talk. We're talking with Tony Khan right now, jo- uh, joining us. All elite, re- all elite wrestling, uh, president of all elite wrestling AEW. You know, we have the uh, big event tomorrow or today, depending on when you're looking at, looking at this. Watch this at Elmont Elmont Park or at UBS Arena, Belmont Park. Tell me what the big when you're breaking down these shows. By the way, tell me when it, does it come down to the last minute of when you're actually putting together uh, each and every fight. Yeah, uh, some of the things you announce weeks out, some things the week before, or maybe on Friday Night Rampage for Wednesday Night Dynamite, 
some things early in the week and some things the day of the show or within the show itself. I think having a lot of different announcements and a lot of different stories makes AEW really exciting and means that you have to watch AEW Dynamite on Wednesday nights on TBS and you have to catch Friday Night Rampage on TNT. And well, listen, we have a, and the, the big thing that's coming up on May 29th, uh, Double or Nothing. Looking forward to that. Huge event. And there's also the Fan Fest before that. It's a whole weekend thing, right? It's not just about just one event. It's a, it's a whole thing, right? It's the whole week. We're going to spend the whole week out there. We've got Wednesday Night Dynamite. We've got Friday Night Rampage. We'll be doing it a little bit earlier in the day for Rampage, I think, uh, than normal. And then also a Fan Fest on Saturday, the pay-per-view. Memorial Day weekend, May 29th, is the biggest event in the history of AEW. We're back where we started the company in Las Vegas, but we're in an even bigger venue now. We were in the MGM Grand when we started, had a huge sellout crowd, and it's going to be even bigger. It's the first ever million-dollar gate in the history of the company on live tickets, and it's going to be our biggest show ever on pay-per-view. We have CM Punk coming in, challenging for the world title against arguably the greatest champion in the history of the company, Hangman Page, who's had incredible matches with Brian Danielson, of course, an incredible title win with Kenny Omega, and a pair of awesome matches with Adam Cole, Lance Archer, Dante Martin, and a lot of other great wrestlers along the way for the hangman to becoming the champion. CM Punk, one of the biggest stars in pro wrestling. This is a huge match for the world title, and it's such a huge card already coming together, including a women's world title match with the champion Thunder Rosa versus Serena Deeb which is a match people have really been looking forward to seeing again. It was a match when they both arrived in AEW. We saw a couple of years ago, and it was one of the best matches we had on TV. And now Thunder Rosa, the great champion, a year after her big win in the Lights Out match over Dr. Britt Baker, DMD, she had another big win, this time one that counted in the record books in the cage match for the world title at St. Patrick's Day Slam 2. And we've got MJF versus his former bodyguard, Wardlow, Let's go. It's going to be huge. And we're on Long Island tomorrow at UBS Arena, which is not, you know, kind of uh, on the border there and uh, where the Islanders play and where MJF hails from. And it'll be very interesting to see how the crowd receives MJF and how they receive Wardlow. I also think it'll be very interesting to see how the crowd receives CM Punk because CM Punk is wrestling on the show against another hometown guy, John Silver. And uh, we'll see how the crowd receives CM Punk, John Silver, Hangman, MJF, Wardlow, and, and so many other huge matches up and down the card. Tony, listen, the one thing that I love about this is your excitement for, for what you do, the way that you put together cards, the rosters, and stuff like that. But let's be honest, like, you know, the fact that CM Punk and all these locals that are here right now and, and the fact that you've gotten, say, even like a Paige Van Zandt, tell me what... what is there no limit to who you want to bring into AEW? Where, where is like, is who is the next big star that you're really trying to grab in? We'd love to have stars from all over sports and entertainment all over the world, uh, not exclusive to any sport or entertainment property. We've had great TV and movie stars come in, great athletes, and nothing could top Shaquille O'Neal, Shaq being involved in AEW, who was one of the most generous people on and off screen with his time. And he came in and did so much for us, but other people as well. And we've had athletes cross over, college and pro. Uh, college athlete Jade Cargill came in, a basketball player down in Jacksonville, where I'm from, who's come in and now undefeated, dominant, 
T uh, TBS champion and also to have a great roster of people up and down with a mixed background, some people athletic and some people primarily just focus on pro wrestling and great athletes that love the sport up and down, no matter how long they've been in it. We've got some of the most experienced, legendary pro wrestlers of all time from Sting, who is really the last great star of that generation that so many of us grew up on. CM Punk coming back to the business after being out seven years is one of the biggest stories in wrestling recently by far. And then all the great free agents who've come into AEW, whether it was Brian Danielson and Adam Cole, people who had a big choice and, and decided to come to AEW, or people who got let go, great wrestlers who were able to get out, like Ruby Soho and Tony Storm has come to us now. And then also uh, so many great people along the way. It's great to have William Regal here now. Jeff Hardy is wrestling in a huge match tomorrow against one of the pillars and young stars of AEW since the beginning, Darby Allen. Another one of those pillars, Jungle Boy, is challenging a top star who came in during the pandemic, the FTW champion, Ricky Starks. Uh, that's going to be a great match. And I'm really excited to have Adam Cole, who I mentioned is a free agent wrestling, one of the best wrestlers in the world right now, Dax Harwood, in an Owen Hart Cup match. And the Owen Hart Cup is starting tomorrow night here in New York, on Long Island, or UBS Arena. It's very accessible. And uh, I'm very excited for this show. We're going to have a great crowd live and on TV for what's going to be a great night of wrestling. And first and foremost, you got to talk about Adam Cole versus Dax Harwood. What a great match. Uh, and the Owen Hart Cup tournament's only going to get better and bigger as we go. Well, listen, being being a Bret Hart fan, Bret Hart was always my favorite wrestler growing up. So when, when you know, Owen Hart passed away, that was devastating. But I love what you guys are doing. You've latched on to that. You brought that in. And that's something that's really nice. And again, it can relate to a lot, a lot of fans, especially my age specifically, can relate to that. But there's two fighters in particular I want to talk about. Okay, so first of all, Eddie Kingston. What is his role going forward? Where do you see him, his plans? Because that's my boy. I We grew up together. So I literally remember him bouncing. Literally, I've interviewed him plenty of times now. But I was in his house, and he just doing moves off the, the top rope of his couch, top rope. You know what I mean? Like, Eddie Kingston is just a, a purebred person, personality. I love that you brought him in. What's your role for him? I love Eddie Kingston. He's a huge part of the company right now. He's in one of the top rivalries in all of pro wrestling against the foremost sports entertainer, Chris Jericho. And it's so exciting because Eddie Kingston's getting this chance in front of the fans now. He's been on national TV for a couple of years, and it's been less than a year. We've been back on tour. We're here in Eddie Kingston's uh, home city. I'm in New York right now, and we'll be up on Long Island, not far from where Eddie Kingston lived and grew up. And all the fans are going to support him. And I know Chris Jericho's got this victory speech about his big win over Santana. And, uh, you know, I got to say, uh, not just Santana, but also Ortiz and specifically Eddie Kingston. Those guys are going to have something to say about it. Eddie Kingston got burned with a fireball by Chris Jericho. He made a phone call, a very personal phone call to Chris Jericho, who's in a commentator on Friday Night Rampage. Uh, we were in a special time slot this week. We've been uh, affected by NBA playoffs there. So it's been good uh, to have some really entertaining things like that. When Eddie Kingston called in and demanded that I put him through to Chris Jericho at the commentary desk and told him what he thought. And it'll be interesting to see how uh, people respond to Eddie Kingston. I think he's safe to say a hometown favorite in New York 
and a great wrestler and, and wrestling a Chris Jericho, who is the best Chris Jericho we've had in AEW. This is the best version of Jericho. Chris has lost over 30 pounds and he had a health scare and came back to me better than he's ever been in AEW, which is saying something because he's the first world champion ever in AEW and arguably the biggest star in the history of the company. Wow. Uh, and then the other fight that I'm, I'm, I'm really interested in, because I get Tony, I'm huge into MMA. When I saw all the guys and girls from American Top Team come over and just start like doing cameos, I was like, this is awesome. And then you guys go get Paige Van Zandt. And I love Paige Van Zandt. I think she's fantastic, whether it's whether it's MMA, bare knuckle fighting, you bring her in. When, when do we see her fighting in her first match? Paige Van Zandt could happen soon. I think she's training for pro wrestling and MMA. She's a bare knuckle fighter. I've seen her fight in person. A lot of the AEW stars a while back went to one of Paige Van Zandt's fights, including Dr. Britt Baker, uh, Paul White, Cash Wheeler, Christian Cage, a number of other people went and scouted her out. We saw Paige Van Zandt's very tough, both in the ring and a great mindset, clearly out of the ring. Uh, she's trained so hard and along with American top team, she's been so successful and there's such a great stable of champions that Dan Lambert manages and oversees of course Arlovsky the all-time win leader is very hot he's come and fought for us Dos Santos is an amazing amazing fighter he broke my rib but he's a wonderful <laughs> human and uh uh and then we have uh Jorge Masvidal who's such a huge personality has been great for us and has appeared for us and has been backstage and at the shows and is of course been a great BMF champion and a great fighter known throughout the world and a household name to anybody who's ever watched the fights. And now to have Paige Van Zandt competing here, it's a big deal. We've seen, again, Dos Santos and Arlovsky and Dan Lambert himself get in the ring. And I think, you know, Paige Van Zandt it could be soon and uh, something to look out for, for sure. So there's a lot of exciting things happening on Long Island. Of course, the Owen Hart Cup tournament kicking off. It's a historic night. There's still some tickets available at UBS Arena, and it's going to be a great night of pro wrestling. We have a, a great crowd here, and uh, we've done as well or better than anybody in terms of tickets here in this market in New York, which is really exciting because we've only been really able to come up here since the pandemic. It's been great so far. A few more questions with Tony Khan right now. Uh, talking about like the 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 fact that ATT came over and really worked well. Dan Lambert is somebody who is a key piece to this too because I feel like he's been such a huge supporter of pro wrestling. Guy like even Colby Covington, you see him back in the day, always trying to be involved in pro wrestling and stuff like that. Was he the main who who actually launched? Who did you talk to first from ATT to kind of connect? Was it a Dan Lambert or was it somebody else? It was Dan Lambert, Jorge Masvidal, and his management, the Kawas. And yeah. Dan, my good friend, he's become my good friend through the pandemic. The second Double or Nothing 2020, of course, we're coming back for uh, the fourth Double or Nothing, the three-year anniversary of the company. And uh, it's the start of a really new era. This company, I think, with all these new stars coming in, we've announced a partnership going forward with New Japan Pro Wrestling. And we've done three pay-per-views since all these big stars debuted, Brian Danielson, CM Punk, and Adam Cole, Ruby Soho, many others, and then all the ones that have come in since, like Keith Lee, Swerve Strickland, Tony Storm, and Jeff Hardy, uh, among many others. And now it's all coming together for Double or Nothing, coming back to Las Vegas, where it all began three years ago, the fourth Double or Nothing. 
uh, it's shaping up to be one of the biggest nights in the history of the company for sure. And uh, things are setting off here on Long Island tomorrow night, Wednesday night dynamite on TBS. It starts live at 8 p.m. Eastern and it's going to be a great show. And, and double or nothing. And even tomorrow night's show at, at the UBS arena. Uh, again, like I, I asked you earlier on in the interview, you know, making decisions last minute, what comes in last minute? Well, things happen uh, all the whole, time. Whole, people, whole. Get, people get injured. You know, one of the great tag teams, for example, uh, Darius Martin had just returned from injury and now he's going to be out for a while again, unfortunately hurt, but the most important thing is he's okay. And he'll be back with us and his brother Dante for the second time, uh, you know, uh, started out in the company as a 19 year old and he's, he's one of the youngest wrestlers in the business, but he has a lot of TV experience for such a young wrestler and it bodes really well for him as a single and for them as a team when Darius comes back, but they're a team I really had plans for and do have plans for, for the future. So that's an example, Anthony Bowens, another great wrestler who's been on TV a ton also and singles and tags with the acclaimed and his partner, Max Caster, which is uh, an act that has really developed and grown and become one of the top tag teams in all of pro wrestling with Max Caster and Anthony Bowens, the acclaimed, but Anthony being injured, it's, it's unfortunate. And he'd just been on this great run of matches. He's wrestled on television against jungle boy, uh, Brian Danielson, John Moxley, Darby Allen, and many others in great singles matches and had great tag teams against all the top teams like Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus, the Young Bucks, and so many others. And I think to have uh, Anthony back will be great for us too, but those are both people that have been out injured that may not be ready for double or nothing. So things change all the time with the cards, and we'll see the tournament's going to come down to the wire, and it's going to be some of the most exciting television, the Owen Hart Cup, and nobody knows who's going to be in it. There's seven people on each side of the bracket right now that have been announced. It's an eight person bracket. We've got one wild card, the Joker, as you call it, the wild card entrant on each side. And the whole tournament starts with some of the most exciting anticipated matches in the tournament, including the ones we mentioned and Tony Storm versus Jamie Hayter, which is a match people That's have really cool. been looking forward to. We saw a preview of it in this great tag team match with Tony Storm and Ruby Soho getting the win over Dr. Britt Baker, DMD, the former world champion, and her partner, Jamie Hayter, and specifically one-on-one, -on -one, I think people really want to see Jamie Hayter versus Tony Storm. Uh, it, what's more difficult, uh, last-minute uh, scheduling with the, the wrestling or la uh, last-minute draft talk with uh, Trayvon Walker going? Was he was it close, or was that always the go-to for you guys? It, it was it, very strong opinions in the room, and I think uh, the conversations with the analytics people and with – Trent Balky and Doug Peterson, we talked about it a lot. And, uh, you know, those guys felt very strong. And there's some analytics and measurables that really positive on Trayvon that, you know, was very consistent with what Trent and Doug were saying. And it's just so great to have Doug in the building. The communication with Doug and the coaches has been so good. And I think we have a great young group of players, especially after this draft with Trevor Lawrence leading the offense and a lot of great young players, including Trayvon, Devin, a lot of great players that have joined us recently. So it's it's awesome. And in, with a combination of free agents, Christian Kirk on offense, and so many uh, great players across offense and defense, Brandon Scherf, who's a player I remember scouting, seems like a long time ago, but uh, he's had a great career in the NFL since he came out of Iowa. I went to Purdue, drove up to watch him play. And uh, Christian Kirk went down to Gainesville to watch him play when he was at, in Florida, uh, visiting, playing at, at Florida. And uh, so I really love uh, 
uh, the, the group of players and especially now the chemistry of everybody in the building with the players and the coaches and the staff around the building. It's great times for us. Give me right now the, the biggest person that if there's one person that you need to see at AEW, who is the biggest personality that you can't, it's a can't miss. You have to watch no matter what, whether it's tomorrow at the UBS arena or a double or nothing, May 29th, who is the can't miss fighter right now for you Tony would it be fair to give one in the men's division and one in the women's of course okay so I would say in the men's division John Moxley who is a former AEW world champion he's in the Blackpool Combat Club with arguably the greatest wrestler of all time Brian Danielson who's a huge free agent Lord William Regal who's one of the great minds and one of the great wrestlers uh internationally and here in America and is one of the most popular British wrestlers of all time and then uh, to have a young prospect, Wheeler Yuta, who's going to go and do an excursion in Japan for us, but is also a champion in Ring of Honor and uh, one of the best prospects. That group, they really have something going. And John Moxley's back with us. He was out for a while, and he's back, and he's better than ever. He looks amazing in the ring, out of the ring. It's just so great to have him back. And I, I, I personally love him, and the fans love John Moxley. And anytime he's on screen, it's a big thing for us. So watch out for John Moxley tomorrow night on Wednesday Night Dynamite. Watch out for John Moxley every week on Wednesday Night Dynamite or Friday Night Rampage, where he's had some great matches. He had his comeback matches and uh, came back on Rampage and recently had one of the best matches in the history of Rampage and one of the best matches we've ever had on television against Wheeler Yuta and really the beginning of what is now the Blackpool Combat Club. So John Moxley would be one. The other one would be the undefeated TBS champion, Jade Cargill. Uh, who I think is must watch. She's got so much around her. She's building a following. She's got people following her in every city, her baddies. And Jade (laughs) is one of the most engaging, entertaining personalities, somebody who stands out, whether you're a fan of wrestling or not, you see Jade and how incredible of a presence she is. She's got so much charisma, physical strength, size, uh, agility, and uh, is a great accomplished athlete and is learning so quickly in and out of the ring as to be a great pro wrestler and a great pro wrestling champion. And she's undefeated so far. And one of the most impressive people in pro wrestling, I think, is Jade Cargill. So well, I guess listen, my must-see would be John Moxley and Jade Cargill. Perfect. Listen, we're looking forward to it tomorrow night at UBS Arena. Uh, you got the Dynamite Rampage both. And then also Double or Nothing coming up May 29th. Uh, looking forward to that. Tony Khan, thank you so much for the time. We appreciate it. And anything else you want to promote before we let you go, my friend? Oh, I just, again, uh, Wednesday Night Dynamite on TBS, 8 o'clock Eastern. We'll be at UBS. You can either watch it on TBS in primetime or come to UBS Arena. We'll still have tickets, and it's going to be a historic night of pro wrestling to honor the late, great Owen Hart and have some of the biggest matches and dream matches like Dax Harwood versus Adam Cole. Tony Storm versus Jamie Hayter and Darby Allen versus Jeff Hardy. Plus get to see CM Punk versus John Silver, Jungle Boy versus Ricky Starks for the FTW championship, MJF Wardlow contract signing Jericho and the Jericho appreciation society. Uh, and to have, you know, John Moxley, Brian Danielson, Wheeler Yuta, Lord Regal, they'll all be on site with so many of the biggest stars in pro wrestling. We know we've got this big world title match coming, Serena D versus Thunder Rosa. So much to come uh, with the Owen Hart tournament for the women and the men. We'll crown uh, a king of hearts and a queen of hearts. We'll have something very special uh, to celebrate at Double or Nothing. 
And uh, I can't wait for that show, the world championships, the women's world title, Serena versus Thunder Rosa. And of course, the world championship match between Hangman Page and CM Punk. It's the biggest month in pro wrestling for AEW. And I'm excited for us and our fans. And I'm just really glad to be back in New York. Well, we're looking, we're listen, we're excited that you're back too. And uh, we love when you return. Hopefully, you guys return soon again. Uh, again, Tony Khan, thank you so much for the time, man. I appreciate it. Be safe, okay? Thanks, Pete. Take care. Tony, really, thank you. Talk to you soon, okay? Appreciate Thanks, buddy. It's great to see you, man. Definitely, man. We'll talk soon, okay? I'm looking forward to it. Listen, okay. uh, when are you guys going to do a big pay-per-view back in in, this, in New York again? Are you guys working I'm on that? I'm going to look at it. I'm going to look at it. I'm definitely going to plan. I'm planning one, though. Let's go. That's what we're looking for. We always want big events here. You know, it does, like, and, uh, you know, up here in the tri-state area. I'm yeah. Dude, love it, dude. Listen, Tony, again, thank you so much. Be safe, okay? Let's fucking go, man. Again. Thank you to Tony Khan for hopping on last minute. Um, really, again, another... Oh, that's right. The Michael Chandler fight that we didn't talk about at all, which was unbelievable versus Tony Ferguson. Listen, Michael Chandler's a beast. We know that. All right, so listen, I'll be back again. If you didn't know, I'm on this weekend, Sunday, 2 to 6A. 2A to 6A. Sunday morning, May 15th on WFAN. Next Friday, I'm going to do the Bridge Show from 6 p.m. to 6.25 p.m. That's right. It's going to go from Carton Roberts to Pete Hoffman for 25 minutes into the Yankees pregame with John and Susan. And then I'll be on the following, uh, also the, the, the Sunday, was it May 21st, 2 a.m., 6 a.m. So uh, you'll be hearing a lot of me. And as always, I'm on with Tiki and Tierney Monday to Friday, 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. And always follow me on TikTok. At Hoff WFAN on Twitter at the Hoff WFAN or at the Fight Fan WFAN and everywhere else is the Fight Fan with Pete Hoffman, WFAN.com, Odyssey app, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, all that and more. Again, I appreciate you guys listening. I'll see you guys next time on the Fight Fan with Pete Hoffman. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.